Good morning, everyone. It's the Lazarus Show in honor of my brother, Brian. So today, well, let me start off by saying, how's everyone doing today? Hope everyone's having a wonderful morning. It's a little wet out here. It's raining. It's going to be nasty all day, wet all day. It's like a 90% chance of rain and slash. Looks like maybe some mixture of something in there. But it's going to be nasty all day. So everyone be safe in your travels. Going to work, coming home. Or wherever you're doing today. Just be careful out there. It's going to be a slippery day. I want to wish everyone a wonderful day. So today is Brian's birthday. My brother's birthday today. So, not even sure how I feel about that yet. We're going to go out. Me and my two sisters, are they invited me out yesterday. We're going to go out tonight and have dinner. You know, because it's Brian's birthday, I guess we're going to go out and hang out and talk and just try to help each other through it, I guess. Um, I've been avoiding this day. I've been purposely not thinking about this day because I knew this day was going to bother me. And it is already. It's already bugging me. Um, I don't really have a subject matter for today. I have nothing planned. I just um, just gonna talk a little bit about my brother, if that's all right. Um, you know, one time he said to me, "You know why I like Brian? This is what I really liked about Brian. This is one of the things I loved about Brian." Brian was like incapable of bullshit. Like when he told you something, he wasn't really good at smoothing things over. He, I don't think Brian had the ability to do that. I mean, he could, he could, be, you know, have candor and be candid about certain things. But, but he, um, he said to me one time, I'll just give you an example. Me and Tina were having an argument about something. I can't remember what we were fighting about. And, um, Somehow Brian found out. I, I don't know how. And he called me and he's like, so how are you today? And I knew he knew I was having a bad day. And I said, well, I've been better, Brian. He said, yeah, what's going on? I told him. I said, me and Tina are fighting over this or that. or." And um, he said, well, Bobby. He said, where are you now? I said, I'm upstairs. He said, well, where's Tina? I said, she's downstairs. He said, oh. He said, well, you need to go downstairs you need to tell her you were wrong, tell her you're sorry, and tell her that you love her. That's what he said to me. I said, Brian, what? He said, yep. Go downstairs, tell her you're wrong, Bob. Tell her you're sorry, Bob, and tell you love her. I told him, I said, Brian, I don't feel like it's my fault. He said, it doesn't matter. Go down there and tell her you're sorry and tell you love her. He was right. He was right. That's how he put it to me, too. He didn't, he didn't sugarcoat anything. Just said it. Just flat out, plainly said it. Just like that. That's how he spoke. That's how Brian was. He was a neat guy, man. He was always doing different things. Brian never did any, any Brian's, every day was a different adventure with Brian. He'd come up with all these things he was trying to do all the time. He was funny. It's kind of funny. 
One week, Brian was doing voice lessons. Next week, he was doing guitar lessons. Next week, he was going to school. Next week, he was signing up for some kind of computer class. He's always doing something. Man, he was interesting. He's always into something different. Keyboard. He's always doing stuff. That was my uh, alarm coming through, which I've been up already. It's 6.20 in the morning. I've already been up for... Well over an hour and a half. I've been up, yeah, got up before, before 5 o'clock this morning. But I hopefully, hopefully, God willing, I'm going to get some real podcasting equipment here soon. I won't have to do it like this with the phone anymore. But it's working for now, isn't it? But that, that was Brian. He, um, he was neat, man. He was, he was cool. <laughs> Brian was different. He was blunt sometimes, too. He could be real blunt at times. Told me one time, he said, you know, Bobby? He said, you'd be a good-looking guy if you weren't fat. (laughs) He didn't say if I lost weight. He said if I wasn't fat. I said, okay. (laughs) That was Brian. He, He could say some things, man. He said some funny things sometimes. He was funny. He was smart, man. Golly, was he smart. A lot smarter than people realized. Man, was he intelligent. Golly. He knew about things. He'd read books about everything, man. Everything. When we cleaned his apartment out after he passed away, he had a book for everything, every subject in life. He was always working on himself, always trying to make himself better, always. You know, we all know, you know, the ones that knew him, we all knew Brian had some disabilities, whatever you want to call them. His speech was a little off, you know, it was a little slurred at times. He seemed to have some neurological impairment. But I'll tell you, if you could get past all that, And really sit and just be patient and listen. And underneath all that stuff, man, there was some intelligence. There was a smart guy in there. He had his flaws like everyone else. But man, was he smart. He could, he just knew about so many different things. He really did. Of course, he knew the Bible amazingly. Amazing, man. Amazing how he knew the Bible. It was scary how good he knew the Bible. He knew it all. He knew all of it. Seemed like it, anyway. He could also talk to you about, you know, anywhere from the Bible to, like, anatomy. He knew the body's anatomy. He just, he understood those things. He was neat, man. He was neat. Brian was neat. He was different. He wasn't, there was no one like him. Man, he was different. And I've struggled with him. I've struggled with him passing away. I have. I can't sit here and say everything's great, all sunshine and rainbows, man. This has been hard for me. It's been hard. Of course, like any other human being, I have regrets. And I wish I did more of this with him, more of that with him. But all in all, me and him had a good relationship. We got very close the last few years, thank God. Thank you, God, for that one. There was a time in my and Brian's relationship that just wasn't that good. Not that it was ever bad, it just wasn't ever... 
real close. You know, we were okay, but we got real close the last few years. Thank you, God. Thank God for that one. I'm thankful for the time I did have with him. Let me tell you, I learned a lot from him. I did. I learned a lot from Brian. He taught me. He taught me more than I taught him. He thought it was the other way around, but he was teaching me. He was teaching me. The biggest thing he taught me was no matter what, no matter what obstacle is in your way, it doesn't matter. You can get through it. You can work your way around it because he did that every single day of his life. Every day Brian got up and went to work. I mean, every single day that he got up and went to that job he had, that was amazing, an amazing feat. That was a miracle. He didn't, I'm not sure if he even realized that. For him to be able to get up and go to work every day with all the illnesses he had, man, was that amazing. That's, you know, that's just kind of that. He did a lot of other things too. But for him to get up and do that every single day, man, that job was important to him. With all the obstacles Brian had in his way, he got up and pushed. I'm talking about going after dialysis, too. He'd get up and go to dialysis first, then go to work. People were amazed he could do that. Relatively healthy people. You know, I mean, how healthy are you if you're on dialysis? But you know what I mean? Relatively healthy dialysis patients weren't doing that. They were getting their dialysis and they were going home and going to sleep for the rest of the day. Or for at least for the rest of the morning. Not Brian. He got, he would go straight from there to work. I mean, there's no doubt who my hero was. It was definitely my brother, Brian. No doubt in my mind who my hero was. Where, where would I draw my inspiration from? From my brother. No doubt. Nobody inspired me in this life more than he did. Nobody. I was in awe of my brother. I really was. He was so nonchalant about it. I'd tell him, I'd say, man, Brian, you're amazing, dude. Ah, he'd say, God, I'm not amazing. I'm just, you know, he was amazing. Now that I really can sit back and, you know, and it's hard to think of, see these things while you're in them. You know, life is, like they always say, hindsight is 2020. That's the truth. When you look back on things, it's always clearer for some reason. As they're happening... It's not so clear. But when you look back on things, they're very clear. And man, if I look back on the life he led and the things he accomplished and everything he was through in his life, went through in his life and still overcame and accomplished, what an amazing person. What an amazing guy, man. Golly. My brother went through some things. From day one, he had obstacles in front of him. Day one. He never never didn't have something holding him back. Always, man, he was behind the eight ball. Second he opened his eyes and came into this world, he was behind the eight ball and he fought through it like it wasn't even happening. I mean, he was a kid, he got picked on. 
Oh, man. Can't tell you how many times I got beat up defending my brother. How many times he got beat up defending himself. He didn't let it stop him. Did not stop him one bit. He was bullied when we were kids. Bullied hard. Bullied bad. Defending him one time, I got beat up so bad. These guys tied me to a pole and beat the crap out of me. Beat me to a pulp. My sister saw, I believe Rosie came and saw and went and got my father. And that's how I got untied. I was tied to a pole getting beat up because I was defending my brother. They beat the crap out of me. They beat the crap out of him. Hell, somebody was bullying him not that long ago. I almost got into a fight with someone trying to bully him in his apartment. This drunk guy came up was bullying him. I got a bad argument with this guy. I just got a fist fight right there. Brian didn't let them things stop him, though. He didn't even care about those things. So what? He'd move forward. He was tough. If Brian had the ability to fight back, like physically, believe me, he would have. He would have. He, he didn't have physically. Brian couldn't do much when it came to that. And you know how this world is, man. This is a cold, hard world sometimes. And people just, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking sometimes, but I don't hate anything more than I hate a bully. I hate bullies. Always have, always will. I've always been the defender. Always try to defend kids that were getting bullied. It's been a few times in my life where I got in the middle of something because somebody was being bullied. I don't like bullies. Probably stems from my brother. See my brother get bullied. There's another alarm of mine. Reminded me of Mark so I get up for school. But he's sick today. We're all sick. We all got the flu over here. And my brother was a hard guy too. I mean he was. He was hard. He helped it. he held his feelings in. He didn't show his feelings very often, but when he did, man, was it was it amazing. When he let him out and he told you he loved you or I would show that side of him. It's amazing. Man, amazing. Golly. It can make you feel good real quick. Real quick. One of the best compliments I ever got in my life was from my brother. That's the truth, too. He really blew me away one day. You know, to give you a little background, there was a time, there was one time my brother said to me years ago, man, I don't even know if I was 20 years old yet. He said, you're a bum. And you will always be a bum. That's what he said to me one time. And at that time, he was probably right. But recently, I'm talking within the last six months, he said to me. He was in my car. He was in the back seat, and me and Tina were in the front. Some We're talking about something. About Mark or something. I said, was Mark in the car? I don't remember. And Brian said to me, he said, you know, Bobby? He said, I'm proud of you. He said, I'm very proud of you. The man you become, how you stepped into your role with Tina and Mark, taking care of your responsibilities. He said, I'm proud of you. Man, that one felt good. 
I did not expect him to say that to me. Told me he was proud of me. I like that very much. Very much. And to say that I miss him is an understatement. Missing him, is the, I wish there was a deeper word than that, but there's not. I mean, I, I really miss my brother. It's weird when you lose someone close to you like that. I'm still not 100% myself. You know, I'm just not. Just not. I don't feel right. I don't feel quite right. I mean, nothing real dramatic. You know, I'm probably just going through what any normal person would go through. I just really miss him. Really miss him a lot. I miss hearing his voice when he called me. Asked me to take him to the store. Just come over. Sometimes we just sit in his apartment. Just watch TV, watch a movie. I wish I did it with him more, but I'm thankful for the times I did do it with him. Of course, if I could go back, I would have hung out with him a lot more. But like Tina said, you know, and my sisters, I, I hung out with him a lot. I did. But if I had known, of course, we never know. If I had known we didn't have much time, I would have been with him seven days a week. You know how that goes. But whenever he called me, I was there. There's no doubt about that. And I told him I loved him just about every single day. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful for that. I'll tell you one thing. He would have loved, loved to watch the Super Bowl and watch our Eagles win. I'd I, I take that as a little gift from him. Because he probably did watch. I'm guessing he watched it. I don't know what it's like in heaven. I can't say for sure. I don't know. I don't know if you get to look in on your loved ones. I'm not sure how it works. They say there's no pain in heaven. So I don't know if you have pain if you look in on your loved ones. Because you'll, you'll be missing them or, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if you got to watch the football game. I don't know. Probably doesn't even care about it anymore. I know on this earth, in this time, in this realm, he would have loved that victory. Man, was that a good game. Great game. On the day Brian died, the Eagles lost that day. He had it on all day in his room, and they lost. So this victory would have been great. He would have loved to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl. He was a big Eagles fan. and We were going to watch it together. I don't know. We might not have because I was pretty sick on Super Bowl Sunday. I wasn't feeling good at all. I watched Super Bowl from bed. I had the flu. So we probably wouldn't have watched it together. I, I don't know. Either way, he would have loved to have seen it. Like I said, I really don't have a show in mind today. It's just, um, just want to say a few things about my brother. Today's his birthday. I want to honor him. In my own little way. Celebrate his life a little bit. Nothing too hard here. Nothing too crazy. Just want everyone to know, you know, he was a hard worker. He's a loyal Christian, man. He loved, he loved the Bible and reading the Bible. He was a God-fearing man. He's a tough guy. Man, was he tough. Doesn't get any tougher than him. Man, was he tough. Took six heart attacks to kill him. Six. That's how tough he was. 
You know how tough you got to be to survive six heart attacks? I believe that's how many it was. I think it was six. If you count the first one, the day he called, called the ambulance for himself. Tough guy, man. He fought right to the end. He fought for us. He fought for, for you know, the ones around him, the ones that loved him. We asked him to fight. He did. He fought the fight, too. And then I said to him at the end, I was in the room with him at the end. Everyone else was out in the waiting room, which is fine. They didn't want, they couldn't see it anymore. He had had another heart attack, or his heart had stopped another time. And we knew the end was close. So my sisters and brother-in-law, they just, they didn't want to be back there. So I went back there. And, um... They were working on him and stuff, and he was back, but, you know, he was alive again. And I said, they said, you want to come in? I said, no, I'm going to stay out here. He said, well, at some point, the doctor said, you need to come in and hold his hand and talk to him. I'd like for you to do that. So I went in, and I held his hand, and I told him I loved him. And I said, you know, Brian, I said, you fought the good fight, man. You fought. You fought hard. And we're all thankful and we're all proud of you. And I swear to you, this is the truth. My exact words to him were, you go ahead and do what you got to do, buddy. Thank you for fighting. Thank you for trying. But you go ahead and do what you got to do now. And when I finished that sentence, they came in and said, excuse me, sir, can you step out? We think your brother's heart's about to stop again. And before they finished the sentence, his heart stopped. And then they tried to revive him again. And I stood there and watched it. And it went on and on and on and on and on and on. They tried and tried and tried. They did everything they could. And they were unsuccessful. Then me and my sisters, you know, we decided that was enough. They asked us and I said, yeah, that's enough. I think it went 10 minutes, 11 minutes, something like that. That's the way it went. My one sister told him to fight. Rosie told him to fight. Here's how it went. Brian was in the hospital, right? You know, he was had all these heart attacks and all this stuff. He was in like a catatonic state. He was gone. It looked like Brian was gone. His eyes were open, but he was gone. Like, it was weird looking. And he wasn't moving. We thought he was done. We thought he was, you know, had paralysis everywhere because of his heart attacks. And my sister said, Brian... If you want to fight, you need to show them that you're going to fight. They were asking us at that point, you know, at what point do you want us to stop trying? Basically, we're having that conversation. And Rosie said to him in his ear, she said, Brian, if you want to fight, you need to go ahead and show these people you can fight. Come on, show them that you're Lazarus. And he sat up and started jumping around. That's the truth. He was gone, it looked like. And from my sister saying that, he started fighting again. And then his last breath was me telling him, okay, Brian, you, you fought the good fight. You fought, man, thank you. Love you. Proud of you. You fought hard enough. You go ahead and do what you got to do now. And that's when he died. So, you got you know, you could take it any way you want. He could hear us. There's no doubt about it. 
I mean, that, that's, that's the truth. That's how it went down. He was gone, it seemed like. My sister told him to fight if he wanted to, and he fought. He all of a sudden started flailing around and moving around and responding and squeezing hands and answering questions for the next day or two. He was answering us. Seemed to be getting better. And he, but he was very sick. You could tell he was very sick. So with one sentence, he woke up. With another sentence, he went away. It's kind of how it went. You know, and then all the things in between. Boy, did he fight hard. Holy mackerel, he fought. Tough, tough guy, man. Wow, is he tough. Toughest human being I've ever had the honor of knowing. Ever. Nobody's tougher than my brother was. Nobody. No. You know, and I said this in his eulogy. When he was in the hospital in Vineland, he said to me and my sisters, he said, oh, I'm not a man. Bobby, you're a man. That's what he said to me. See, he thought I was a man because I had a, you know, a significant other and a family and all that stuff. And I said, what? I said, Brian, I said, you are a man. Matter of fact, he is the, he's the man of all men. He was a man amongst boys, if you ask me. I wasn't a quarter of the man he is or was. That's a man right there. Let me tell you, that's you want to me- That's the measure of a man right there, my brother. That's the measure of a man. He fought his whole life. He spent his whole life in agony, and hardly ever complained about it. Not very often. Once in a blue moon, you'd see him on a down moment about it, but he never really complained about it. He just dealt with it. Man, well, he was all man. Let me tell you, that was a man. When I get the flu like I got right now or a cold, I'm a whining, complaining, freaking brat. He was sick every single day of his life. He was the man of all men. He was a man's man. He's a monster among men. <laughs> God, I miss my brother, man. I really miss him. I really miss that guy. I really miss him. Uh, not that long ago, before he passed away, we sat in my dining room. And we just talked. I just let him go. For like two hours, I think it was. And I recorded some of it. I wish, uh, you know, I would have done it better, but I didn't. I recorded it wrong the first time, but I just let him go and just let him talk. He was, we talked about, mostly about religion and the Bible and the politics at church and this and that. Man, it was interesting. Golly, it was interesting. He just, he just could do it, man. He just knew what he was talking about explaining things to me about the Bible and he was really good man really good really knowledgeable really knowledgeable he was funny too when he got mad he'd make you laugh man he'd say some crazy stuff oh was he funny god my brother could make me laugh he could make me laugh man 
I like when you get mad. He's like, yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'll knock him out. Somebody's gonna beat somebody up, you know. <laughs> he was funny. He was funny, man. He was funny. And he was a fighter. God, was he a fighter. You ever see that video of him hitting the mitts with me? He's got the gloves, the boxing gloves on, and he's punching the mitts. He gave it everything he had, man. Everything. Someone said, Brian, go ahead and punch. Just keep punching until you can't do it no more. Man, he went in hard on that video. Golly. He gave it everything he had. He gave life everything he had. Like that old saying, leave it all in the ring. You know that fighting saying they talk about boxers? Well, my brother left it all in the ring. If this life was his boxing ring, when he went away, believe me, he left it all in the ring. He fought harder than anyone could possibly fight. Hell, they talk about going 12 rounds. My brother went 1,200 rounds in his life. He was battling his whole life in and out of hospitals. And he just kept on fighting, kept on pushing, kept on moving. I can't tell you how many hospital visits my brother's had in his life. It's too many to count. He was always in and out of the hospital. He spent his whole life like that. In pain. And he just fought. Man, did he fight. God. He fought. He fought so hard. He got his driver's license. My brother. Who supposedly was below average intelligence, which was wrong. Boy, did they get that one wrong. He got his license. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. He was one of a kind, that's for sure. <laughs> Boy, was he one of a kind. He loved his family, too. He loved us all. He loved us all in his own way. He loved us all. He loved music. Man, did he love music. He loved his entertainment centers and... Surround sound, that was Brian's thing, man. He loved music. His whole life he listened to music. To the end, he'd sit in front of his stereo, put his headphones on in Indian style and just listen to his music. He did that his whole life. <laughs> he always wanted to be a musician. Or an actor or something like that. Always. He was always, always interested in that stuff. He was definitely unique. Definitely unique. He could tell you who, what actors and how much they were worth. And, oh yeah, Mark Wahlberg's worth this. And Jennifer Lopez is worth that. And he, he kept up on all that stuff. It was funny. It was funny. He was funny. He cracked me up, man. <laughs> and I miss him dearly. Man, when I say I miss him, I miss him. The one doctor said to us, I believe it was the doctor, he said, this isn't a natural act. This is, your body's not geared up for this when you lose someone. You don't, your body's not, you're not equipped to handle a loss. You're really not. Your brain doesn't work that way. So when you lose someone close to you love, it messes you up. It messed me up, that's for sure. That's for sure.
I'm definitely not the same since. Getting back though, being myself. Nothing too crazy. I just got a little depressed, a little sad. Go through the mourning process like everyone else. That's all. I was with him a lot, so it's messing me up. I saw him like three times a week. Sometimes more, sometimes less. You know how it goes. Anyway, I guess I've rambled on enough. Just wanted to say a few things about my brother this morning. Talk about him. Today's his birthday. He sent us a, he sent us a nice little gift on his birthday. He sent us an Eagle Super Bowl. That was pretty nice. That was nice of him. <laughs> so, Brian, wherever you are, my best guess is you're in heaven. Wherever you are, buddy, I love you. I'm thinking about you. Believe me, I'm thinking about you. I'll never forget you. Until we meet again. Right? We'll see each other again. I have a feeling we're going to pass each other along the way one more time. <laughs> Alright everybody, that's it for today. Like I said, everybody be safe out there. It's a nasty day. Slippery. I can't tell I have a very sore throat. Very sore, very dry throat. Sorry if it sounded bad today. Not feeling well. Got the flu or something. I don't know. Whole house got the flu. Whole world's got the flu, I think. Right now. Happy birthday, Brian. Remember, everyone. We all got a voice, and that includes you. Have a great day, guys.